This is the Horse Radio Network. This is episode 867 of Horse Tip Daily. A different horse tip, a different equine topic, a different equestrian expert every day. Horse Tip Daily brings the world of equine knowledge to you one day at a time. horse people coach jen here and thanks for tuning in to horse tip daily today's tip is all about feeding an endurance horse or any other horse whose job requires long hours of work at a relatively slow speed this tip is an excerpt from the horses in the morning show so joining co-hosts glenn the geek and karen chatton is dr susan garlinghouse veterinarian and accomplished endurance rider and we'll get right to our feeding tip after this shopping tip from equestriancollections.com. Hi, Glenn here from the Horse Radio Network, and I'm with Debbie from Equestrian Collections with the Equestrian Collections Product of the Week. This week I'm featuring one product that comes in a bunch of cool styles and colors. This is the Kelly Tech Trek smartphone case. Now, this is the first smartphone case that we have carried that actually is a good enough size to fit your smartphones. It's Five, it's it's um, half an inch by 3.25 by, get this, 5.5 inches, which means it's big enough to fit the iPhones, the Droid DNA, and Galaxy phones, those kinds of things, those bigger smartphones. Um, I, was, I have three different phone carriers in my trailer, none of which are big enough to fit the iPhone, but these ones are, and they come in such cool colors. They come in um, plaid, blue, and that has a picture of a jumper on it. They come in solid colors, purple, uh, pink, blue. They've got different horse designs on them. This is going to be a great gift. Um, not only do you want one for yourself, but you're going to want to get at $14.99, at 15 bucks. you're going to want to get a couple in different colors to match your outfits. You know how trail riders are, match your outfits, <laughs> but also to give as gifts because I think I think this is going to be a big seller. They're brand new. We're happy to have them on EquestrianCollections.com. And you just search for Kelly Tech Trek, T-E-K-T-R-E-K. And, you'll and let me tell you, they, they attach by a, uh, uh, on the top with a snap on the top so that you can put them on your belt loop. You can put them on your saddle if that's where you want to carry your cell phone. Um, and you can attach them to um, a ring on your, on your belt. So I think there's all kinds of ways that you can attach this while you're uh, out and about. At EquestrianCollections.com. And tell us a little bit about, since you're, you know, an expert on nutrition, everybody always comes to you for advice on feeding their endurance horses. So what do you recommend for feeding an endurance horse? Well, uh, I think, you know, it's one of the, the most common mistakes in trying to feed pretty much any high-performance horse, but certainly endurance horses, is trying to go straight to another bucket of supplements when you're you're trying to... Uh, to make sure your horse is healthy as possible. And I think that is a mistake because very often adding another bucket causes more problems mm-hmm. than it really solves. And this is not to say that supplements are a bad thing. I think you just need to be very precise and educated about exactly what you're doing when you add mm-hmm. another supplement. So what I tell people is, first of all, you need to have high-quality forage in front of an endurance horse 
uh, most of the time 24-7. Now, your mm-hmm. new horses are uh, exceptions to that rule because I've, I've seen your horses uh, oh, let's just say essentially cheap is a long ways away from starvation and, and you have to basically, you know, put out food by the handful for him or uh, he's a, a total air fern. But a lot of endurance horses, because they're burning so many calories, uh, they they really need to have a lot of food going through the, the system. And the, the first and foremost building block needs to be high quality forage. So uh, I'm in Southern California, and so I put several different types of uh, grass hay in, in front of John. He can uh, kind of pick it, whatever it is he wants. Uh, I don't mind feeding a lot of alfalfa. Uh, a little bit is fine, but I like to uh, – I tell people to think of it as the sauce, not the spaghetti. It's, it's more of a uh, condiment mm-hmm. to add on top of uh, grass haze. Um, I, uh, I do – add on concentrate feeds, but I don't like feeding a lot of straight grains. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I really tell people that I prefer one of the, the very high quality, uh, complete performance feeds that, that are available now. And what's nice is in that the past 10 to 15 years, we've gotten a lot more choices in very high quality uh, feeds that are supplemented uh, in a, a complete package and meant specifically for endurance horses. Um, and uh, and I, I really like those. They, uh, you've already had the numbers crunched for you. They're generally uh, a deep pulp uh, base, which I'm, mm-hmm. I'm queen of, of deep pulp. Uh, I, I've been talking about deep pulp for probably 20 years now. Uh, and uh, I, I like the super fibers. I like the, that the, uh, the energy in them is, is balanced so that it's not uh, grains that have a super high glycemic index. So you don't kind of get mm-hmm. the sugar spikes and then the, uh, the insulin surge. And then that actually has some detrimental effects on energy production in endurance horses. Because endurance horses don't have to just produce energy for a few minutes. They have to produce steady energy for hours and hours and hours and sometimes days. Uh, uh-huh. So it's, it's very important that we, we consider uh, not only are we getting the right amount of calories in these horses, but also the correct type of calories that we're getting a long, steady burn, not just a rocket fuel that lasts for a half hour and then it's gone. Okay. What do you recommend for feeding a horse, say, prior to riding and also during and post-ride? Well, um, there's some really interesting research, and this goes back again to those glycemic spikes and the insulin, that I, I think it it's a mistake for riders to get up at 3 or 4 in the morning to go outside and uh, and put a high-concentrate meal in front of their, their horse before the start, thinking that it's going to help them through the day. Um, it is better to feed them a high-glycemic meal or whatever concentrate that, that you normally uh, feed the, the horse, feeding the mash uh, a day before. That's going to top up his fuel tanks, and that's going to provide him all of the glycogen, which is, uh, they, they call it the animal form of starch. It's uh, it's uh, high-energy uh storage form of glucose that is going to be broken down during uh, during exercise to maintain blood glucose during exercise. Um, if you've already got it in the fuel tank, 
your fuel tanks are already topped up. Whereas if you feed it just before a ride, then what you're doing is you're spiking the blood glucose. And at the start, generally, you don't need a whole lot more energy. Sometimes it's like riding rockets for the first right. 10 miles anyway. Uh-huh. Um, but at the same time, what it does is it's going to cause an increase in insulin. And insulin's job is to take all of that blood glucose and put it into storage in the muscle and in the liver. Now, that's not a bad thing, but at the same time, what insulin is doing is it is inhibiting the fatty acid pathways that endurance horses rely heavily on for endurance exercise. Mm -hmm. So that is a problem because that glucose spike doesn't last for that long, but that insulin surge and the inhibition of the fat-burning pathways, that lasts for several hours. So it's almost like you're choking off your, your main pathway of energy production during exercise. So uh, I, I'm not a big fan of feeding horses uh, right before the ride, or at least not feeding concentrates, but mm-hmm. I do like them having forage. They should be standing knee-deep in forage uh, uh-huh. for days before a ride and certainly all night long. Uh, during the ride itself, uh, I'm a, a real big proponent of trying to get some food into them as often as possible. We were really lucky last week at Grand Canyon. There was lots of grass along the, uh-huh. the side of the trail, and one of the best skills an endurance horse can have is that grab a bite and go. Uh, you right. think, uh, they sort of stop, they grab a, a quick mouthful of grass, and then they, they chew it as we continue on down the trail uh, at, the, uh, uh, at the checks. I, I really I like to stress the horses getting forage. They need that bulk to maintain gut motility, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and eating forage helps drive the thirst response. And dehydration is probably the biggest hurdle for us to overcome during uh, endurance, especially in hot weather. So forage is a, is a big deal with that. Um, but a lot of the times, horses just They've, they've got a half mash. They, they really, uh, it, it's not that they have to have it, but boy, they are really asking for it. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, if, if that's what they really, really want, then okay, I'm going to let them have at least a little of that. But I try and encourage them to, I'll maybe dump their mash on top of their hay or somehow mix it in together or I'll give them a little bit of mash for a couple of minutes and then try and get them back to, to whatever the hay and I make sure that uh, at least John, he likes having a little smorgasbord in front of him. So I'll have maybe three different types of hay uh, stuffed into the crew bag so that he can eat what he wants to. Mm-hmm. And then after the ride, how, what do you recommend for um, refueling and um, helping your horse recover? Well, you know, it, it used to be that they uh, they thought that right after a ride, horses were much better at absorbing uh, carbohydrates and utilizing those to refuel their their glycogen. Um, there's maybe some new research that that is not quite as true as we thought, and uh, we're we're still kind of trying to to figure that out. Um, I do like having a a really sloppy wet mash for mm-hmm. uh, for the horses right after a ride. And John in particular, he, he wants what, uh, what I call his soup. I'll, I'll take a, a pound or so of one of the, the con, uh, concentrate the commercial feeds, 
John uh, John likes uh, Purina Ultium, so that's uh, a lot of, of what I feed him. And I will soak that down, but I'll add so much water on top of it that he has a couple inches of soup sitting on top. And mm-hmm. so he drink easily a couple gallons of the soup before he gets down to the mash. And that's what I really want him to do is be drinking as much fluid as possible. Uh, again, I want him eating lots and lots and lots of forage. And I'll feed him a couple of, of small mashes, uh, especially if it's a multi-day where he's going to be going out again the, the next day. Mm-hmm. Then, uh, you know, I'll let him have uh, probably maybe three or four pounds of, of mash through the, the afternoon and, and the evening. But again, I make sure that uh, whatever mash he eats, uh, he pretty much has it finished by midnight so that he's just eating forage for the rest of the, the night. And that's that's worked out really well. With energy production, he's uh, apparently able to, he keeps on going day after day after day. Mm-hmm. Uh, sure. I haven't done the, the really long rides like you have, but he's done up to five-day multi-days. Uh-huh. And do you feed um, in the trailer as well when you're coming to and from a ride? I do. Uh, again, I really like the sloppy mashes, and there's some some good uh, good feeds that I've been sort of goofing around with. But if I take a mash and I uh, soak it down with a lot of water, then it, so it's consistency of uh, like a sloppy oatmeal, then mm-hmm. even traveling in the trailer, if I put it into a, a big deep pan and I chain that in place and have it clipped in place so it's, it's nice and solid, and it's up high enough that he can't put up and, and put a, a hoof into it, which uh-huh. otherwise he will try and do, uh, then it it has a couple gallons of water in front of him, and mm-hmm. it is a mash that is very palatable uh, and and of high value to him. And during a say maybe a, a eight to ten or twelve hours of uh, of traveling, then he'll go through you know a couple pounds of of mash and a couple gallons of water, and he'll actually ingest more total fluids during that ride than he otherwise would. Mm-hmm. Hey, doc, doc, Dr. Garlinghouse, I had a quick question for you. Um, we're, uh-huh. We are running out of time here, so we'll have to make it quick. Uh, what do you, how do you feel about the alfalfa cubes and the mini cubes, uh, soaking them and using them as part of a mash? I think they're fine as long as they are soaked down really well. The problem with them is that uh, as horses age, they don't produce enough saliva. If their teeth aren't in good shape, and if they are dehydrated, then dehydrated horses, one of the first ways they're going to be compromised is in saliva production. So I, I'm fine with them as long as they're soaked down. Um, I'm not a big fan of them being fed in the, the dry pellet form right. or in the cube form because I think it's much more likely that the horses are, are going to be prone to an esophageal obstruction or, or what's commonly called choke. Right, right. Um, and that can be a problem. Okay. But I think they're just fine as when they're, they're soaked. Good. And that's a wrap. You can find lots more tips on topics ranging from barn care to websites for horse people at horsetipdaily.com. Just look for the topics drop-down menu on the left. For more episodes of Horses in the Morning, you can tune in every weekday at horsesinthemorning.com. And now you can have all of the Horse Radio Network shows with you wherever you go with our new free app for iPhone and Android. Just go to your app store and search Horse Radio Network. 
The Horse Radio Network and the Horse Radio Network hosts are not responsible for statements of guests or their opinions. Use your own judgment when listening to the tips provided by the experts on Horse Tip Daily. 